When I say church, we're talking about the ecclesia, not just the assembly. It starts with the assembly, but the individual church. Yeah. So, so because the church, understand how I'm saying, and, and listen, just because you are a follower of Christ doesn't mean that you are following the principles or the truths of God's word. We should be. Are you with me? But those who are followers, those of us who bear the name of Jesus, we are called to be the light of the world. And as we talked about last week, last week we talked about uh, fighting back and the believer uh, fights under the guidance, under the direction, the leading of Holy Spirit. Remember, we're not to render evil for evil. That does not mean that people should walk over you and you should let people just uh, treat you any kind of way. No, we stand up, but we just don't react. We watch this. We wait for our instructions. Then we respond. Why? Because there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of is death. So before we just react, let me get the wisdom of God. Why? Because the scripture says that vengeance is mine, said the Lord. That doesn't mean that God's going to come down to himself because he has to work through men. Now, now he can intervene however he wants to, but nonetheless, he still works through men. Are you with me? So we have to make sure that when we respond, we're being responsive out of being guided by Holy Spirit. Why? Because we've also learned that this war that we're in is not a physical battle. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. And we've seen this in Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness. Someone say darkness. Of this age. So the darkness of this age makes a reference to individuals who are under the influence of Satan, people who are allowing demonic influences to guide them, to instruct them. So we're not dealing with a physical fight. That's why, it, you know, it seems like it's continuously going on because we're trying to fight a spiritual battle with natural means. It's not going to happen. Are you with me? So let, let's begin to talk about a impartial church, an impartial church, and, and I want to declare this, that if you are a believer, notice that word ecclesia, to be called out from the world, watch this, to God, only to go back into the world for God. So when we are called out we're called out to be distinct. That's what sanctified means, set apart, distinguished, other than, above, in the sense of there's a vast difference between a believer and the non-believer. Now, when that light illuminates through us, exudes uh, out of us, that's what causes men to want to glorify, magnify the God that we serve. Why? Because there is a big or distinct difference between the believer, those who are in light, and those who are not, or those who are part of darkness. Now, what we have to begin to do as believers is, is make sure, you know, be like the psalmist David, Lord, create in me 
a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me because you can be a believer and still have and still be a bigot still be a racist and not even cognizant of it or conscious of it black white yellow blue or green but it, and I'm saying that to say it that if we are light bearers there should be no darkness in us at all not just regarding racism. Anything that's associated with darkness. Are you with me? Uh, let's look at this. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Again, uh, if you are not a believer, this will probably sound foreign to you or go over your head. For the word of God lets us know that spiritual things are foolishness to that natural mind. For they have to be spiritually discerned. So if I'm judging this by the flesh, then you know you're already deeming me wrong. But but I submit to you, I'm standing on the truth of God's word. I'm right, and you're wrong. Are you with me? You are the light. Verse thirteen, Matthew five thirteen. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, its purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. Verse 14, you are the believer, the light of who? Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. And what's happening, the reason why we're not seeing uh transformation of power of God like we should be because there are a lot of believers who are supposed to be walking in the light are still dabbling in darkness. So they, consequently, they see you more than they see Christ. Are you here? Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket for a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16, let your light, someone say your light, shine and see <laughs> this is not talking about your light per se because Jesus is the light that should be shining not your light his light he is the light we are light bearers and when they see us the light illuminates so that we are overshadowed by him oh let me show you let your light uh, shine before men in such a way that they may see your what? Good deeds, moral excellence. And recognize and honor and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Moral excellence. Moral. See, morals has, morals has to do with principles or rules of right conduct or the distinction between right and wrong. It's doing the ethical thing. What's morally right? And I declare to you that if you are a politician that's bearing the name of Jesus, you have the responsibility to do what's ethical and morally right. If you are in the entertainment business and, a, and one who bears the name of Jesus, you have a responsibility to do what is morally right. Whether it goes against popular opinion or not, 
if you are a police officer, and, and, and I, I know blue runs deep, but if you are a follower of Christ, red has to overshadow the blue. And what I mean by that, the blood of Jesus has to have more authority, influence over your life than your commitment is to being unethical. If you are a politician, an educator, and bear the name of Jesus, if you are a Christian, you have the responsibility to do what is ethical. Yes. What is right. And far too long, the church has been guilty of not doing what's right. Oh. Are you here? And that doesn't mean the whole church. But as a whole, we have the responsibility to let Christ shine. N notice the light is not our light. It's Jesus, John 8, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. <laughs> so that means Christ has to have superiority over what I think, over what I, what I think I should do or how I should. No, 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 no. Because this light, because greater is he that is in me, then I should be influenced more by him. I am the light of the world. He who follows me, here we go, shall not walk oh, in darkness, but have the light of life. Notice, I said earlier that we are dealing with rulers of the darkness of this age. If I'm a believer, there should not be any darkness in me. Whether I put on a show in front of you or not. No, if there's any darkness in me, then I rest assured Christ is not shining through whereby others can be influenced. Yes. Are you here? You here? First John 1, 5 through, through 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So, if we are one with Christ, he is in us, we are in him, there should not be any darkness in us at all. Oh, man. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, what do you mean? I'm bigoted. I'm biased. There's prejudice within me. I'm walking in darkness. That's why do you think they call Sunday morning the most segregated hour of the week? Because the church has been guilty of being bigoted. There's no black heaven, white heaven, yellow heaven, green heaven. It's one heaven. There's not going to be a separation of color. Are you here? Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have what? Fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So if, if there's that darkness in me, 
All I have to do is respond to the word of God and let him cleanse me of that. Are you here? Even during this time, let, let's all just, and, and, and watch this. And when we're talking about, and you've been here, you know, we need to sit down and have a conversation. And, and we need to, you know, we, we need to uh, 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 eradicate um, racism. And let, let, yeah, but let me say that it, it, the responsibility of eradicating racism is not on one particular group of people. It's about, just like when Christ used the analogy of the body, you, 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 the, the eye can't say because I'm not the head, I'm not important, or the foot can't say because I'm not the, 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 the nose. No, 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 no. Every part does its share. Are you here? So the church has responsibility. Those of us who are parents, parents, we have responsibility to educate ourselves, educate our children. Those who are, are in education has responsibility. The political field, the judicial system, the music industry, athletic industry, government, marketplace, entertain, citizens alike. We all have a responsibility of doing what's morally right. Yes. But we do have to get to the problem or the root of the problem of how racism, you know, that's a good place to start. Where did it begin? Are you here? Are y'all here? Because here's the thing. God is not partial. God is not a racist. So where did it come from? <laughs> There's no partiality. In God, and let me and, and let me assert this with, with with confidence. No one ethnic group is more superior than another. Yeah, and let me say this: there's only one race. That's the human race. And I know I'm not going to have time to get to it, but the word of God declares in Acts that we are made from one blood. There are many ethnicities, but there's one race, the human race. Are you here? It, just, uh, race, and you can write this down, is a false classification of people that is not based on any real accurate biological or scientific truth. In other words, the distinction we make between races has nothing to do with scientific truth. Race is a political construction. Yeah, when we talk about ra racism is a political construction. And a political construction is created by people for a political purpose. Are you following me? The concept of race was, was created as a classification of human beings with the purpose of giving power to white people or Caucasians and to legitimize the dominance of white people over non-white people. Now, now, watch this. This is a multicultural church. We, 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 we love everybody. And I can say this with all, with everything in me, there's not a bigoted bone in my body. One, because I was not raised on that way. 
Thank God I was raised in a Christian household and our father taught us, well, he did teach us to stand up for yourself and what's truth. But love people. Are you here? I have, I have, they're, they're, I have interracial nieces and nephews. So, so uh, uh, and I'm saying this um, to say I'm just giving you history. So don't say, oh, he, he's been by. No, 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 no. Listen to this. So the concept was created as a classification of human beings with the purpose of giving power, listen to this, of white people in order to legitimize their dominance over people that are not white. Again, there's only one race, and it's called the human race. Racial prejudice is not genetically transmitted. It is socially transmitted. So it's handed down through indoctrination, through insemination. Are you here? Just to give you a little history, during the Reformation around 1500, uh, 16, 1700, uh, a, key, a key question listed among religious hierarchy was whether blacks and Indians had a soul or human. This was discussed in the church between the Catholics and the Protestants. Whether or not blacks and Indians had souls. And with the increasing of slavery, uh, with, with, the, with the increasing of slavery, religion, it was used as a means, watch this, to justify racist divisions. And the Protestant church primarily, watch this, classified colored people as having no souls. In other words, they co-signed on white Christian slave owners, watch this, engaging in slavery. Are you here? It's quiet. Which explains, so, so, so when you understand that, and, and I want to get to something too, because it's the lie straight from the pit of hell when people say that the gospel is, a, it's not a white man's gospel. A white man, a white man may have been partly responsible for contorting it, but this gospel is the gospel of Jesus. But by them classifying black people as having no souls, that can explain why it didn't bother slave owners uh, separating a black man from his family or, or from a slave owner yanking a child out of its mother's arms and her pleading, don't take my child and putting them on the auction block. Watch this. Never knowing the history. Imagine being sold. Never to see your wife again. Never to see your kids again. And you have no idea of your heritage. That's why sometimes you hear uh, uh, the term, uh, uh, we are white people in black skin, being that not that people are intentional, trying to intentionally act white or be white, but since you was raised in a culture primarily dominated by Caucasians, listen, you were stripped, you have no idea of your heritage or culture. So this is all you know. Yes, sir. That's why it's good to know your 
history. Are you here? So the reason slavery could exist is because the church gave its approval for slave owners to practice slavery and call themselves Christian. This is, this is probably one of the major reasons why sometimes you hear people, you know, it's a white man's gospel. That's a slave owner's gospel. That's not true, sir. And let me say this. There were genuine Christians, of course, that spoke against slavery. But again, the majority, guess what? Ruled. But the church, but listen to this, but the church as a whole never committed itself in, watch, watch this, eradicating it or pulling it up by the roots. Deserating it. To deserate means to pull up by the roots. So the church as a whole never committed itself to pull this demon up by the roots. Again, if you are bearing the name of Jesus, you have the responsibility Watch this, to bear the name of Jesus, watch this, and stand for justice, what's right, equality. And, and see, here's another thing to my Christian brothers and sisters. Much of the body of Christ today still act as if racism does not exist. And as long as we act like it does not exist, it's going to continue to persist. If we are to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world that Jesus has called us to be, the church can no longer ignore the racial, ethnic, and color issues that face all humanity. Watch this. And they must begin to do its part by refusing to aid in perpetuating this monster from an unbiased and biblical perspective. So the church, listen, whether you are white, black, yellow, blue, green, brown, dark brown, yellow brown, if there is racial bias, biases within me as a believer, we have to start eradicating this thing by the word of God. We have to stand on truth based upon God's word and not what my father taught me or my mother or the organization that I was a part of. Let, let, let me close with this one. That Christianity, because again, because of, no, notice, we have the responsibility of proclaiming this gospel and, and being steadfast even in the midst of what's going on. Okay? And, as I, and you've probably heard it, that it, it, it's not a gospel instituted by the white man. It's for the white man, the black man, the green man, brown, blue, yellow, the Jew, the Gentile. But it's not a white man's gospel. Let me show you. Are you here? In the book of Acts, we see Philip preaching the gospel to an Ethiopian, a black man. Way back then, 
Acts 8, 26 through 31. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down to Jerusalem to Gaza. This is, is the desert. So he rose and went, and behold, a, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch, Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come up to Jerusalem to worship, uh, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, uh, go near and overtake his chariot. Verse 30. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides, guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Uh, I'm skip down to verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began, beginning at this scripture, preached who to him? He preached who to him? He preached Jesus to a black man. Verse 37. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the who? Son of God. So here we see a black man being preached to. Are you here? Watch this. And I said this before. Of course, you see the word Christian in, in uh, the Bible, but the, the term Christianity, of course, it simply means Christ-like. But bef and, I, and I said this before, and I've showed you this, and so I want to prove it by Scripture. From day one, when men began to call on the name of the Lord or the name of Yahweh, it was known as Yahweh or the way. So that's why people would get upset at Jesus when he would declare, I am the way. They knew he wasn't, he wasn't just saying the way, not just the way to God the Father, but I am the one who has been sent. Watch this to redeem man. I am the way. Are you here? Let me show you uh, Genesis 4.26. Wait, hold up. In the beginning, God said, let us, Elohim, talking about the plurality of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in person, one in essence, one in being. Are you here? He's not three different gods. This is not, a, this is not polytheism. It's mono, one God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, talking about Jesus. And the Word was God, talking about Christ. And the Word, Christ, became flesh. As a matter the, the whole deity of God, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in Christ. But, but I want to show you here that how in the beginning of time, the way was there first. As for Seth, to him also, as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call upon the name of the Lord, or literally people began calling on the name Yahweh. Again, indicating Yahweh is the way. Let me show you. Now, in Acts chapter 9, you remember Apostle Paul, before his conversion, well, Saul, before he was converted, was, was persecuting Christians, having people arrested, dragged from their homes. And if they were followers of the way, they would have been martyred. 
Notice they use the term what? The way. So when people try to throw a hook at you, okay, don't worry about using the word Christian. The way. <laughs> I'm a follower of the way. And if they do their homework, they'll know who exactly who you are talking about. Uh, Acts 9, verse 1 and 2. Then Saul, sitting, breathing uh, threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord Jesus, went to his high priest and asked, watch this, letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found anyone who were of... Do y'all see this? So, so he, he went, hey, give me permission that if I find anyone who is of... Do y'all see this? The where's it at? Verse two. The way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So here he was persecuting people who were followers of the way. Okay, Acts nineteen eight and nine. He's converted now. And he went to the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom. But when he, uh, but when some were what hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the here they were preaching the gospel, but you had those speaking evil of the way. Before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in. Tyrannous. Now, verse uh, Acts nineteen twenty three, same, same same chapter. Going down a little bit. And about that time, there arose a great commotion about. Now they, they were preaching the gospel, and as a result, Acts nineteen twenty three twenty three, there was a great commotion. And about that time, there arose a great what commotion about. Acts 24, 14. During his trial before Felix, this is what Paul said. But I admit, let me show you, NLT version. But I admit that I follow the way, which y'all call a cult. And they still do it today. Christianity cult. No, no, it's right here. We are followers of the you may call it a cult, but we are followers of Jesus Christ. So it's not a white man's gospel. It's for the white man, but it's not a white man's gospel. But I admit that I follow what? The way which they call it cult. I worship the God of our ancestors, and I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything, what? Written in the prophets. Watch this. And we're told that Felix knew about the way. Go down to verse 22. Felix, Felix wasn't uh, unfamiliar with hearing about the way. Verse 42. I'm sorry, 24, 23. What verse I say? And Felix, who was quite familiar with So this wasn't foreign to them about the way of joining the hearing and said, wait, unless uh, Lysias, the uh, garrison commander, arrives, then I would decide the case. So my point here is 
even, here's what I want you to get. Don't let even what's going on turn you away from the truth that has been delivered to you. Listen, the, the, the only way, and, and, and you better hear me clearly, that we're going to rise above any of this is by having a relationship, watch this, and following the way. I am the way, Jesus said, the truth and the life. And when I say the church, I'm talking about assemblies, denominations, individuals. If we are to be the light bearers, whereby people will be drawn to the way, we got to rid ourselves of darkness, guys. If it's not of God, as Pastor would say, we got to put our big boy, big girl britches on and just be truthful. And deal with it. The, the, there are people throughout various denominations hurting because of bigotry. Because it's going ignored. It's time to wake up from your sleep. Because we're closer to the return of Christ than when we first believed. Next week, we'll get into the human race. Many ethnicities, but there's one race. That's the human race. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.